Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Meh. Textual healing. I love anything about them. I love mafia stuff. We have that in common. Yeah, I love anything with the mob and mafia. Yeah, it's my huh. favorite. It doesn't scare. Everything scares you, but the mm-hmm. mafia, the mob doesn't scare you. Yeah, because I grew up in such a mobbed up area. That yeah. It's just fun. Right. Huh. It's just fun. Um, it's like cute to you. I love it. It's just fun. Yeah. It's fun. And I also just love mob movies. I love them. Same. Wow. What's your favorite? Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, Goodfellas is so good. I think. I mean, Goodfellas is up there, but Casino is like Casino's great. So high for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I mean, I'm, this is just a little segue, but um, if you don't know, uh, and no one would except my closest friends, but um, Joe Pesci released a new album recently <laughs> okay. uh, in which he sings songs, and one of them a called- A lovely voice. And he sounds like Nina Simone. Yeah. He literally sounds like- He sounds good. Well, he sounds like Nina Simone, okay. so it's, it's a strange- I don't know who that is, so I was assuming- You don't know but... who Nina Simone is? No, I didn't know who Lizzo was like oh, a month ago. Nina right. Simone is like- it's just a, a I'll make it easier. He sounds like Ma- he sounds is. like Macy Gray. Oh wow, it's crazy. You know Macy Gray, but you don't know Nina Simone. <laughs> hey, Macy Gray. With well, that, I mean, that's oh my. So it's very very baffling. distinct voice. When I'm away from you, I know what to say. She's saying feeling good and like, and that's I why it's so fascinating. Because because Joe Pesci sounds like a woman. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, talking about mafia. Um. That makes me so, so sad, Brent. Um, in Italy, in the southern region of Calabria, um, an anti-mafia investigator named Nicolo, uh, Nicola Grateri um, fe- learned that the mafia has relaxed its rules to permit gay men in its lower ranks as long as they, quote, don't parade it around in public. <laughs> Wait, but, you have to say it like they would, please. Uh, as long as they don't parade it around in public. <laughs> but the mafia have evolved with society, and they say gays can be accepted now even as foot soldiers in the mob as long as they basically don't make it a spectacle, I guess is what they're saying. Yeah. And part of this was uh, found out when Grateri intercepted, quote, passionate letters between a crime boss and a young lieutenant. And on top of that, he discovered that one of the big crime bosses uh, has a son who's now living as a drag queen named uh, Lady Godiva. Well, performing, not living. <laughs> be so well, funny. Yeah, performing yeah. always in makeup. His gender is now Lady Godiva. <laughs> yeah, right. But I love that. And one of the mo- prominent mob bosses in Italy has a son who who performs as Lady Godiva. And so, ostensibly, as funny, a yeah. result, th- they're loosening their they're 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 pretty much getting down well, with gays. Let's be real. The mafia has always been kind of gay. When you mm-hmm. opt to spend most of your time. Only with men, oftentimes in like saunas and steam rooms where you're doing backroom deals, <laughs> in weird meat shops, mm. in like I mean, it's, yeah, but they're but they're it's all... like it's like hookups without the sex, kind of. But it's also at least in the American version. I mean, it's been wildly homophobic, and yet the odd the the irony there is that the mob in so many places across America uh, protected gay bars. That's right. Oh, well, no correction. 
on that. They didn't protect gay bars. They would, um, one of the reasons why the whole gay mafia term even was created was because they controlled often the liquor licenses yes, that yes, the bars yes. had, and they would control how watered down the drinks were, right. but they would also, right. w- the police would use that as a cover then to raid the bar, terrorize gay people, but because it was owned, owned and by operated the mob, yeah. by the mob, it gave them their cover to come in and raid. Yeah. So, Stonewall, I think, was owned. Stonewall was yes. a yeah, famous was, one of that. Yeah. They didn't own the bar, but I think they owned the liquor license. Yeah, they said the, the drinks always suck because it was they were all really watered yeah. down. Yeah, but the, I mean, and but also I want to push back to not that I want to defend the mafia, but like they are wildly homophobic. But they they were they they, well, they they probably still are. But I think I think less so. I don't think it's as I mean that's a very blanket term because yeah. mafia is yeah. a lot yeah. of different organizations. You used to get I mean here. you could get yeah. killed for being gay, and I think I think it does seem like especially if we're starting from the top in. Italy, if this is happening there, it does yeah. feel like I guess that's become less of a. What were you going to say? Alan? Less of a I was going to yeah, say, sorry. like, just in general, that culture, Italian culture, uh, Latin culture, any culture that has a very sort of that machismo, sort of very, you know, the dominant masculine presence is going to be homophobic. It just Absolutely. it just is. And it has nothing to do with them being in the mafia. It has more to do with just the culture in general, especially the religious connotations that culture often has. Mafia, <clears throat> mainly Catholic. Latin community, mainly Catholic. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a theme here that Catholics hate gays. Not all Catholics, sorry out there, but the Catholic Church is not so loving of the gays. And that feeds into the culture in many different ways. Yeah. So I think it's like across the board. Definitely. Yeah, I've always said, you know, the the next step of, you know, acceptance for the LGBT communities when we start to infiltrate sort of the netherworlds of of the, you know, crime community, mm-hmm. I, I guess. And so I'm waiting for a gay drug overlord. There was a <laughs> What was the movie um, where the there uh, was a story dog day this. afternoon? Remember that? Well, that that one's interesting because it doesn't. That's not about the mob, um, but it is. It's a true story about a man who intended to rob a bank in in Queens, New York, to get money for his girlfriend's, girlfriend's tr- uh, transition tr- surgery. Surgery, right, right. And and it's a really fat. The film is incredible. Yeah. And the story's even more wild. Um, it's an old one. It's from the nineties, right? The eighties, no, the seventies. Seventies, oh, wow. yeah. Right. Uh, and it it's a it's a it's a wonderful film. But that really had nothing to do with yeah, the mafia. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino is, was in it. Al Pacino was but in it. But he's playing yeah. Latino, I think, actually. Yes, he was. Um, but in The Sopranos, there was a storyline. Oh my god! Of, of course. One of the guys, I think he he caught, who's caught getting a blowjob or something. Yes, getting a blowjob. And uh, yeah, in his car at the construction site. But I don't believe he was murdered. For that, he was. was he? <laughs> they, they not only murdered him; they they did they throw mur- through sodomy and oh, des- right. destroyed oh, wow. him with a plunger. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. so that was terrifying. But I actually yeah. remember this is. It's funny you say that because I remember watching this documentary HBO. It's called The Iceman Chronicles. They interviewed this famous uh, uh, mafia hitman named something Kuklinski. His last name was Kuklinski. It's very easy to find. It's still on YouTube. He was, I think, executed or he died behind bars. But in one of you know he's interviewed. He's a really unnerving guy. He purports to have cl- like to have killed like a hundred people. Mm. Um, and but in one of these one of these interviews, he's talking about the way he he had to fi- he had to get close to one person he had to kill, and they f- 
and that person was gay. Mm-hmm. And so Kuklinski was telling a story about going to a gay bar and dressing like a gay guy. And he kept saying, I always thought, I always thought this was kind of bizarre to hear from a hitman. He kept saying, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, I'm wearing my, my jeans. I'm dancing. N- nothing wrong with that. And I was like, that's weird. This guy's killed 100 people, but he's like relatively <laughs> yes. open to the LGBT yeah, totally. community. I just thought that was a little bizarre. It's so funny. I watch, I watch, um, uh, I watch Ray Donovan because I'm, Oh wow! Your dad. I'm everyone's dad. Yeah, I watch Ray Donovan. Support that John boy, do you? (laughs) He's the worst, but he's so good on the show. Um, Anyway, so recently on an episode, they've dealt with like gay stuff before in a way that's it's fine, like it's fine. But in this current season, John Voight's character escapes to what ostensibly looks like Key West during Pride or something like that. And the lines that they have built for the gay characters hitting on Leah Schreiber's character and Ray Donovan are so schlocky and like <laughs> lame. It's so wow. lame that I'm yeah. like, God, it's like they've no one in the writer's room has ever met a gay person. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, mama, like, uh, can I? It's so stupid. It's so stupid. You know stupid. what blows really me away funny. by that culture in general, which I've, I've always kind by of found mafia fast. Culture? Mafia culture in general or that whole like very machismo mm-hmm. masculine culture is that like they're so emotional they're so like almost mm. physically they're so emotional both in how they greet each other but also like how much they love and care and they love hard so they, much fight hard there's they, anger there's and, just yeah. so, and it's such a gay thing that cuz i mean i think of like just boring old you know european descent white people like we don't talk about our emotions we're not emotional necessarily whereas like Italians are very well. Not all Italian. Not everyone in the mafia is Italian, but in general, like mafia characters, if they are Italian, they're very emotional and uh-huh. they're yeah. loving and and touching. They don't mind kissing and hugging and no. and caring and crying even. Yeah, a lot a lot of emotion, which is the mm. gayest thing ever. It blows. I'm me used. Away. To, I don't know. I'm used to it from like ju- from also being Jewish and growing up in a culturally Jewish house it's like it's the same thing it's you're loud there's nothing nothing is off uh, off limits huh. you know there are no boundaries and emotions like run high and low and it's yeah. nothing is left unsaid I so. have that going to like Michael's family for the holidays like, yeah I come from such a quiet family or, yeah I mean literally yeah. Michael goes there and he's like there's no too. noise. There's, there's just, everyone's just it's quietly just, sitting. Peaceful Go to his silence, place, and it's just yeah. like, well, one minute they're yelling at each other, the next minute oh, someone's wow. crying over something, and next minute they're hugging. It's yeah. Yeah, I still remember my ex-boyfriend said, "I don't understand how your family talks." <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You guys like yell at each other." Yeah, I'm I've like, literally yeah, that's seen us your mom. That's I've seen your talking. mom call you a fucking asshole before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mid conversation, she stopped and she was like to her husband, mm-hmm. "Shut up, Larry. You're being too loud." <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Which, and he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, I just want to end by saying uh, that um, the anti-mafia <laughs> investigator, Grateri, said that instead of receiving expected death threats for his comments, he was bombarded with emails accusing him of being insensitive for declaring the mafia's admittance of gay men, meaning that they've gone soft. Meant that they've gone soft. Meant that they've gone soft. Oh, I mean, wow. it's just so fascinating how quickly things have changed. How heartwarming. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Forget, forget about forget it. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. Not even joking. Well, we're here with Rachel Scanlon. That's me. Hi. That's you. Hey, Rachel. Hi, guys. Hey, Rachel. We As have I... bonded so hard in the last 10 minutes. That's we right. have. We've covered a lot of topics. We've covered quickly. So we many found topics. out. I think my favorite point was we found out that Alan uh, 
whenever the bathroom in his apartment with his, that he shares with his boyfriend is being used, Alan will pee in the sink. Mm. But it's not like a once a year type thing. This no. apparently happens like yeah. every week. Well, not every week. But you like, made it seem like every week I'll, you're peeing in the sink. Sometimes when when he's in there for a very long period of time, I will have to, and I can't. I haven't counted, but it has happened more than once. Yeah, and we've lived in that apartment for a year. Rachel, do you think that's wow. fine or disgusting? Yeah. I honestly feel like <laughs> if, I aim for the drain. Yeah, there's no. He's not like pissing on dishes. I yeah, know. no, I clear the. Sink. I just, I'm logistically, if you're mm-hmm. pissing in a sink, which yeah. it turns out you are frequently, yes. how right. do you get high enough? Because my well, sink comes up yeah. to just below water level, which is what I, I call d- my I don't fist. mean to yeah. brag, but yeah. um, very well endowed. And uh, so you can reach it <laughs> I can, I, up you and know, over? I could probably put it over my shoulder like <laughs> a scarf. Wow. Yeah, furls it. Yeah, uh-huh. Everyone, I mean, literally, I could, you could do, four people could do lines of coke. Comfortably. Wow. No, I, our, my sink is fairly low, I will say that. But mm-hmm. also, all you need to do, I and mean, yes, if you have a certain amount of length, all you need to do is just sort of like tippy toe it up, wow. put it over, and then aim. You know, That's can, bold. can yeah. I say this? I'm really starting to push back on the notion that piss is universally disgusting. Well, whoever okay. said it was. But if I, <laughs> a okay. lot of people, Let's I just see where that, this goes. Well, I was just saying that, like, you know, when you sit down, when you sit down on a toilet seat, sure, and and all of a sudden you sit down, you're like, oh, it's like a little wet, <gasps> and I used to spend hole. the rest of the day, like being like, that's so disgusting. Yeah. I have to go home. I have to wash. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm fine. I mean, it's okay. Rachel, I, yeah. how do you respond I'm to this? Like, I'm impressed that you have the boldness slash audacity to yeah. sit on toilet yeah. seats. We have, I haven't I, I, sat I, on a toilet seat since the 90s. So what do you do? You squat? I, I hover straight yeah, up. Whoa, hover, no way. Oh, every time. Have you met a woman before? Every time. Women sit? always hover. Yeah, hover. What? and I don't, I can't. I can't shit in public. Yeah, so if they don't hover. Like, I was like, gonna say some of us had to have diarrhea. So and you can't hover and have diarrhea. Brent has uh, severe IVF. Well, technically you can because in like South Korea or something, they have those like um, those outdoor things that you like can. Oh, self-washing toilets. No, 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 no. They're like in the public. Oh, I think it might Elliot. Be in, it might be in China actually, where like you kind of just Rich kneel is. and you like pee and shit right there. In these little corners in the street, and they're outdoor. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. sanitary. I've, I have heard about those. But you can oh, have diarrhea you. and kneel. In f- Interesting. Yes. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Point well taken, Alan. I like Thank how you we very much. have invited Rachel here, and for the first two segments, we have asked her about is this weird that well, we do, do this? Segue. Do you talk about piss? Squatting, uh, peeing diarrhea. in the sink, and diarrhea on your podcast, <laughs> Two Dykes and a Mic. So, Two Dykes and a Mic, we usually, we have, Mackenzie's my co-host, she's yes. incredible, she's another lesbian genius, and uh, we talk about how we have a theory that straight women mm. are much more open about, like, their bodily grossness than lesbians are. Oh. Straight women are. Yes. And okay. I, Why is that? I think it's because st- some, and this I'm generalizing, I'm generalizing obviously. Yeah. But you are queen lesbian. Yes, I am uh, <laughs> top dyke, <laughs> and everyone else just chops yeah. at my ankles to get in the what scraps. What you say goes. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, here's the thing, straight Women, I feel like they have some straight women have this thing where they're like, I'm cool, I'm one of the guys, I like football, and I shit in public or whatever. You know what I mean? Where they're like, they're cooler and they hang out with guys more, and if they're on that bro level. But I feel like 
lesbians, uh, it's easier to get very intimate, close with other women mm. in a in a relationship, whether it's platonic or not, where you're just like mm. fully involved in everyone's life. That it's almost like I, they prefer to have a few more boundaries when yeah. it comes to the bedroom. Sure, oh, that's interesting. interesting. So I feel like that's the same or with bathroom, gay guys. I should say bathroom. I yeah. think that's the same with gay guys too. Well, can I ask you? So then, in mm-hmm. that case, not to be crass. But would you be mortified if you farted in front of your friends or a, or a girlfriend or something? I would, I have, I feel like I have farted in front of my girlfriend once mm-hmm. and it was a snart, obviously. So it was out of my control. Yeah. Sure. And uh, that one, she'll never like let me forget it. You Wait, know what I mean? Snart means you were snoring? Sneezing. Wait, sneezing. Sneezing, okay. Oh. Yeah. Walking to Ralph's. Oh, right. Yes. Right. Snorted. Oh, you were outdoors. At least you were outdoors. Oh, yeah. Fine. I was like, there yeah. was no harm, no foul. Farting outdoors for... is my favorite thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Especially I feel in like... public, walking through Disneyland, <laughs> just like but... casually let it go. The tourist behind you is like, oh, LA. <laughs> By the way, can I can I tell you one of my favorite memories? I got so laughing. If, if we're talking about farting, one of my favorite memories ever is that Elliot. Despite, I mean, you might not know this if you haven't listened to the podcast, Elliot is sexually unhinged. Uh, he literally, Rachel, if you lined up all like the dicks he like sat on, if you, you lined up true. all the dicks he sat on, you could go to the moon and back. Yeah. Uh, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. But <laughs> he's also, oddly enough, he's kind of like very prim and proper. Mm. He's like the he's like from Downton Abbey or His something. His toilet is so clean. And, mm-hmm. Like a snooty slut. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. but, yes. Which is great. Uh, he One time... Uh, he was he was talking about a um what's it called crop dusting crop dusting and uh, we were texting about this and i was like i was like crop dusting yeah i was like i've never heard elliot even reference farting before ever in my life and i said so wait wait what is crop dusting just trying to elicit mm-hmm. it from him he goes leaving behind gas which i just thought was so oh, adorable yeah. like, such like i didn't a, know it was called called that yeah it's crop, like if somebody like walks by no, you and passes never. gas Never. Wow. I, I farted in front of a uh, a fellow recently, and it was absolutely horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Really? I, I almost left. Like, it was night. like, what was the situation? <clears throat> I was taking my pants off. <laughs> oh. And I did, I mean, you. I mean, yeah, yeah. See, I'm even embarrassed. I'm Wait, embarrassed you took your now. pants off and well, farted? So it was we like were, we were going like... to fall asleep. We were going to go to bed, and I, I knew I had to fart. And so I thought, let me just but do you were this holding. now. Yes, because we we had been laying in bed. That's your first problem. Never hold. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but you know, you yeah, can't you always. Mean, no, you, can't. you always just say quickly go to the restroom or go to another room or whatever. But like, you never should hold it ever, ever. <laughs> well, ever. Alan, Alan, if I did, find a I'd way to get out of the situation. Every three minutes out of the situation. Uh, but they, yeah, so then I was like, let me let me take care of this now before I get into bed and fall asleep. And it didn't it didn't work. But you're gonna be really farting horrifying. in your sleep. You can't control that. But you're I not feel awake. like I'm not awake. I don't have to like <laughs> consciously acknowledge it. Mm. You can't be embarrassed if you're in REM. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> However, right. if he's awake or she's awake and you're fast asleep in REM, letting it go, rip one, two, three. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a story for tomorrow at breakfast. <laughs> you know what's like, interesting yeah. about what you were saying before though? <clears throat> you were saying that there is this sort of contingent of straight girls who are like dirty in the sense that they're like, I get down, I'm one of the boys, I talk about pooping. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like that has become a stock character unto itself, like as a reaction to the years where they were, remember there was those shirts or whatever that were like, 
girls don't poop. Yes. Oh which God. I thought was always thought was like very misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, right. The totally. idea that was like men really see ridiculous. women this way and that's how they are. Yeah. Girls. Very precious. Poop. So ultimately my question that's is That's the patriarchy for you, right? It there, is though, it is. Yeah. But ultimately my question is like if the idea is like that there's these straight girls who are like, I get down with the guys, I'm one of the guys, I talk about pooping, I like sports, mm-hmm. then where does that leave Butch Dykes? If like, are, if, mm-hmm. if if you want to be a butch dyke, right? What's your language? I know I'm saying it because you're you allowed me to say. <laughs> yes, it. please go for it. <laughs> but like, how does is there a is there a distinct difference between straight girls who are like I'm one of the boys yeah. and butch dykes who are like get out of my way? Here's the thing. I feel like I'm a, and I identify as a soft butch. Soft butch, right? right. Yeah. And I feel like right. when it when you it are comes, wearing Birkenstocks. I and I always am. Yes. Rain or shine. <laughs> cute I feel ones. Like when Very it's, cute. There are. Um. There's Manicured. like um. When there's that straight girl who's like, I'm one of the guys, mm-hmm. and I uh, don't hold back, right? They're like chugging beers, burping <clears throat> contests. Yeah. yeah. Unless there is, if that is like authentic to them, then it's like, that's their world, that's a yes. But yeah. I feel like uh, sometimes when I'm talking about it, like there's these straight <clears throat> girls that are like one of the guys. It can be a bit, a bit of a put on. And for mm-hmm. these butch women, their masculinity doesn't necessarily come from like grossness, where they're mm-hmm. like trying, like a butch lesbian mm-hmm. being more masculine or being more like gruff or like whatever yeah. mm-hmm. that isn't them trying to like bond or get in with the straight guys where they're yeah. like if i get on this motorcycle then maybe one of them will like me yeah they're just right. like, you know what i mean it really is a driving thing because like i find that like butch lesbian like very identified butch lesbians mm-hmm. not only do they love to be i think aesthetically in control i don't want to say sexually because i don't necessarily always think they're sexually in control but aesthetically they are in control there was this couple i remember i used to work with in in san francisco and her partner the butch one was like this really famous sort of chef in san francisco and her her wife was like cora no her wife was like um (laughs) was like an artist sort of person and she was the more feminine one but the butch one was always the driver Mm -hmm. always had the bags Mm -hmm. always was Mm -hmm. carrying stuff holding stuff like it was not taking the masculine role i don't want to say that because we've we've given that we've given that gendered um but hey be nice (laughs) no we have we've identified that men carry these things and we've gendered it which is not how it should be but that's true the butch lesbian is sort of taking that sort of assertive role yeah you know Mm -hmm. and i i I think that really kind of identifies butch lesbians but what do i know i'm not a lesbian could one argue that's a good or bad thing um i don't think it's a i don't think it's good or bad i think it's it's just a it's like you know in, in, in in relationships it's like one person tends to lead in certain areas than others. And like, like you know, with Michael and I, like I tend to be more practical in terms of like making sure, you know, the bills are paid on time and the the things are taken care of and I get the car checked and like things like that. But he's very good about being like, Maybe we should go try this, or maybe we should go experience this. So yeah. it's a give and take. Mm-hmm. It's, is that what, f- is that what your relationship is like? Well, I feel like in any relationship, there's a natural <clears throat> alpha and beta like mm-hmm. dynamic, mm-hmm. and I think that with straight couples, we've seen it so much throughout like movies and television that we're like in a gendered the, way. Exactly, that we're like the one with the tie holds the purse and like mm-hmm. pays for meals. Yeah. I feel yeah. like like right. uh, lesbian couples and gay guy couples too. We kind of <laughs> get to make our own rules because yeah. it hasn't really been overly played out in our minds of like in Disney movies and such as we've yeah. grown up yeah. which not is yet. like not yet, not yet. <laughs> girl <laughs> so like, that's actually interesting because when you think back on uh when you came out yeah did you ever envision a world like when you kind of went through the motions of my relationships what I'm going to when I fall in love and all these things uh did you envision a role that you would take 
Because I think I kind of went back and forth on it. On like I can, th- I remember now. I've always had this weird thing about I prefer to make. I would like to make more money than he does. I don't. I've never wanted to date someone who makes a lot of money. That for some reason makes me very uncomfortable. Mm. And I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> so, sorry, but have you ever noticed that? Have you ever? I feel like I back? haven't because I also haven't really led most of my life with like picturing myself as a relationship half. Mm. So most of my life as like a selfish comedian, mm. I envision myself like being on stage and being greatness and like changing the world with my gayness, you know? And not so much as like who is next to me, although that's very important, I should say. But I feel like when I would watch movies as a kid, I would be like, oh shit, I'm Aladdin. I love vests. I would love to be on a magic carpet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do you like a sword? Love a sword, yep. you yeah. know. Like, yep. did you go through a vest stage? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I... Too. I used to be called Vesty. <laughs> That's oh my a god. lot of vests. I did. I had a nickname because I loved vests. But I, there like... was an era of like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like lesbians with vests. I can yep. definitely see that. Yes. Lori Metcalf. But then I can also picture the <laughs> the mid the mid like 2000s where like all American Idol contestants wore like fedoras and vests. Yes. Oh. When did, where did your vest stage fall yeah. in? Mine kind of came like at the, at, so like there's this weird, okay, as a soft butch lesbian, there yeah. is like a trajectory of fashion, mm. right? You're a tomboy as a kid. So you're just wearing boys' clothing. Sure. And then you have to assimilate into, like, you're a girl. Be a girl. Yeah. So then you kind of, like, grow out your hair, and then you're like, we're trying it. It's still pretty masculine mm-hmm. clothing, a lot of, like, in the middle. Yeah. And then I had to start where I was like, I'm making my own clothing choices as a grown woman, mm-hmm. and we have to now, like, go to weddings or recitals mm-hmm. or, like, whatever the function may be where I'm, like, benefits, whatever, where I'm like, yeah. I have to wear formal clothing. How do I do that? I'm not going to wear a dress. And yeah. then it was like, oh, you're only going to wear vests <laughs> at every funeral, quinceañeras, <laughs> all of them. I was just... Really? Even high school, mm. like, you you were already into vests? I was in... There was pictures of me and, like, my... I was in show choir because I'm talented but also annoying and we were they had like an end of the year benefit where all of the show choir got together and like ate fancy food and gave awards and I'm wearing a full just like early Ellen Generous pantsuit like silver pantsuit and I'm like because of course silver I love it that's so silver like the tin man yeah oh god yeah 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 yeah. where are you from I'm from Minnesota Oh, okay. I'm from um, Michigan. Oh, look at us. Yeah, look. I f- I'm going to guess you're somewhat younger, significantly younger than us. How old are you guys? I'm mid- oh, 37. Oh, I don't know. No, I, don't, I have no idea. 36? Yeah. Elliot's 36. Alan's He's 22. I'm 22. Yeah. <laughs> you're 22? That's right. No, he's I lying. He's actually 21. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all old. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? I'm 28. Oh, okay. you're, oh okay. you're the same age as Michael. He's not that But you're very or youthful looking. You do look very young. I have young. a child's face. You're at the yeah. age where you could still, like... Like, you can't really fuck up, mm-hmm. but if you did fuck up, people would just be like, well, she's that's in her fine. 20s. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I can... But if you did fuck up, it would be feel pitiful. That? Do you feel fine? I feel very good. I also yeah. feel like when I turned 27, I somehow turned 30, where mm. I was like, I want mm. I like want different things, where I wanted yeah. to like buy furniture instead of like liquor. Yeah. And, like... It really hit you a few years early. It did. That really usually does that. Usually waits till 30 for some, most people. It switched early. So now I'm wondering when I turn the next age, will I just keep going into 30 dumb right, or right. stay and wait until? I think right. lesbians I get mature faster than other 
gays. How mm. dare just, you make no, that generalization? No, I do. I do because literally in every situation I've been in that where I've had to figure something out or like, yes, I'm, I'm definitely generalizing, but like every single lesbian in my life at some point or another <clears throat> has either come to my rescue or at mm. least like been so supportive. I also don't you know think what it's I mean? a coincidence yeah. that they're women. I think women are I think, yeah, so I think women. much yeah. smarter yeah. than right. men in so many ways, incredibly emotionally faster. more intelligent. Yeah. Yes. And all my friends who are women, for the most part, were able to even acknowledge in their 20s that they were like this. This is night. This is chaos. This is a nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to like when I get my shit together. Yes. Whereas men don't really do that. Oh, I live with a straight guy. I've seen it firsthand, and I've lived with. I went. Okay, my roommate. His name is Michael. Is is mm. similar to your living situation. Mine is straight, unfortunate. <laughs> but he. We went to prom together in 2009. So I've Hello. known him forever. Okay. Yeah. We were in love with the same girl in high school. Yeah. Right. Very cute. Sweet. We were closeted. He had no idea. I was gonna say, did you go to prom with? The, the girl? girl and I were in the closet, so we couldn't go together, yeah. but we were always together. You know, it's like, we're yeah. best friends. You like, we're oh no, best friends. Yeah. Oh, cool. And he was in love with her. Cut to, we move, Mike and I moved to Los Angeles together. We've been living together for six years. So I've watched him not grow into a man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. In like a very, yeah. I love him, very beautiful way, but mm-hmm. like, I, as not his romantic partner, but his roommate, yes. it's yeah. very interesting to just see things that don't naturally occur to the mind of a man. Yeah. Mm. Where I'm like, I would assume that like any person living anywhere mm. and becoming an age would be like, oh, I should have a hand towel. <laughs> right. Or no. I should yeah. like Basics. change my toothbrush, yeah. cha- like the wash my paper sheets. Roll. Yeah. Or just things where I'm like, change if I wasn't here, no, it would never get done. Like there yeah. are things that I, I think. That, that's interesting because. I think I've always been a little stunted when it comes to maturity. I think interpersonally, I'm I'm a mature and thoughtful person. Sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. No. Uh, But like, I I, yeah, I think I just got my first hand towel like last year. I think what it is. Toothbrushes. I'm usually on like a nine month cycle. Oh, I can't live like that. But there's there's like I think there's like a. There's a different hierarchy, right? And I think that men in general can like focus on smaller or less fewer things mm-hmm. where I feel like I or am constantly thinking about probably like 13 to 15 things at one time or for whatever decision I'm making. Sure, and yes. I'm watching through my roommate's eyes where it's really one or two. Yeah. And like that <laughs> that right. must it seems like bliss Do to you me. You sometimes look at him and go you're thinking about dinosaurs right now. It's crazy. Or it's just yeah. so small. I'm like, just yeah. one decision at a time must yeah. be yeah. freeing. Well, how often yeah. do you change yeah. your bed sheets and how often does he change his bed sheets? I well, first of all, he's been using my ex-girlfriend's bed sheets for years. Without changing them? Well, oh, no. I don't know if he's I'm sure he's Washed them t- a few times. Oh. Put it, but putting a fitted sheet on a bed is maybe the worst thing you can do. I agree. Wow. It's the they worst fit. experience. M- my ex girlfriend had full size sheets. He has a queen size bed and he's oh. been using ah. those sheets that no they don't way. fit on the floor. They corner. don't fit yeah, they're stretching. You guys, oh. get it together. I'm telling you, well, I'm that's telling a little you. crazy. You should just that's take a little crazy. $14.99, go to Target, get one of those like t shirt bed sheet yes. things. Yes, yeah, jersey. And just like gift it to them. Yeah, I should. They really are like 20 bucks at Target. Really are, yeah. It's a different world over there. But I tend to. I mean, it's interesting though because, and I, well, I just found out from my doctor that I have um, a very high level of hormones in me. You better quit more than regular men. So, but I, but, but I also am the one who like. 
I'm the one who has to remember to like mm-hmm. get the toothbrush, or we need toothbrushes, mm-hmm. or we need to yeah. clean this. I definitely see you this. as more of the yeah. domestic. Yeah. I'm good with like paper towels, toilet. Yes. Never run out of toilet paper. I'm pretty good with tissues. Good. The best <laughs> is the best is that yeah, Brent see, had. I'm a, like that's nice. That's great. I'm the best is when Brent tissues. has something that like you've had stuff that's like that you've just have disc- have never discarded, mm-hmm. and those like the when you used to have the um. Your enema kit. <laughs> oh, you have well, his, well, you saved your enema kit. kit? Well, ex- he, first of all, let me, let me explain. No, no, it's not, the, it's not the kit. I'm not talking about the thing itself. I'm talking that you would keep it in that tattered box that was like barely there. So, so that you know, expires when you, use an, when you use an enema, uh, uh, a du- you know, a douche kit, yeah. it, the box just inherently gets wet because there's water around yeah. in the process. And I would jokingly send pictures <laughs> of the box, which was just tattered. tattered. I mean, just a disaster of a box by uh, the end and I would just send a picture of Elliot really oh every God. time I douched. <laughs> that's so that's a always, beautiful friendship. Yeah, that's is, very beautiful. Gorgeous. I always was because I never had to buy one of those like enema box yeah you have mm-hmm. uh the enema boxes I would always just go to like the sex store and get the the squeezy thing. That's yeah. what he has. Yeah, that's what, so I that's I have. what you have. Yeah. Okay. He would just yeah, yeah, yeah. guys who have the actual enema kit and I'm like what the fuck are you bitches like doing? The enema kit for, in like a, a nursing home? Yes. Oh uh, that was the first one I bought yeah, before I, I learned that, that there's I mean like a I've bulb. seen guys in the past have those and I'm just like what are you doing? What are you <laughs> doing? You know? It's uh, <laughs> ooh, me. it's so and it it's is, also it reusable is, yeah. those squeezy things. It's very good for the earth. For the planet. Yeah of course. Yeah. So now how long have you girlfriend been dating if you don't mind us asking no i don't mind at all and and so i mean is the adage true that as a lesbian you've been more relationship focused since i don't know as an as an out woman (sighs) i don't know like as in when i date i'm looking for i don't think so i think that this one kind of caught me off guard but Mm, i mm. i had i had a streak where i had realized there was a pattern of like I would date and it would quickly move to a relationship that I didn't really want to have. Mm-hmm. And like that happened a few times in a row. So then I was like, I'm just going to slut around for a while, which was very fun. A yeah. lot of Tinder, a lot of Bumble. Can I ask yeah. when you say a relationship you didn't really want to have, what do you mean? I mean, like I said, I would like to not be in a monogamous relationship. And then I would Got like it. wake up and they would put it on Facebook that we're like in a relationship. Oh, brother. That's yeah. And then I would yeah. be like guilted into being like, okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 There was a video that um, I don't remember the name of the show. Get a grip girl or something on YouTube. Get it. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. You did like a, it was like a little talk group. Did I? Oh, yeah. was it? it was girl? I wearing a sunflower shirt? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on it, you were talking about how there you find that there's like really no apps for gay women. No. And we've talked about that before. I forget yeah. with whom. And, and far fewer gay lesbian bars. Right. Oh, There's God, pretty, I, I mean, Gay bars, male-centric but bars. But also, whoever we were talking to about it, our former guest was talking about the app Her. Yeah. yeah. Mo, I think Mo Welch was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Her. Yeah, And love how Mo. it's like, yeah, so we love her to death. But she was, I think she was saying that it's, it's, it's like awful. Nothing. It is so bad. Well, when I so last time I tried her, first of all, it's so small that I fucked everyone on her in like a month, and then was just like it was wow. the same per- people Congrats. over and over again. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. My arms are <laughs> tired. Like you're doing great. Wow, boy. Uh, so I feel like you're just it's it's small, right? It's too small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the app wasn't like it seemed like it wasn't finished. You couldn't do like how right. far people were. <laughs> right. So I'd be like always in beta matching with people that were like, like in Bakersfield. Yeah, and right. I'm like right. yes. Oh God! And I'm. It doesn't. It wasn't. It didn't work right yeah. as an app. And then there weren't enough people on it. Yeah. And then you were just like, mm-hmm. well, that just sucks. Back to Bumble, it really where does suck. you're matching with mostly like 
uh and no disrespect but like i'm not looking for somebody who's also dating a guy like i'm not yeah. trying to be the because you feel a little sure. bit like a novelty yeah or have you guys been on you guys do gay men i feel like have really figured out the app scene well, oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah like i haven't been on her if that's if that's where right we're going. you don't have to right <laughs> no. so i feel like we're like scraping the pot of like <laughs> dating apps and like locations and places for like whatever like lesbian scraps are left yeah yeah and i feel like you guys have really found like spaces for i've always your own. found and i think this is actually a really interesting sort of evolution of the apps quote unquote but like now so much of i think sexual communication and just communication in general is going to Instagram. And in a weird way, mm. it's kind of a really safe, awesome, open way of doing it because you're not having to go to an app that has 20 people on it, mostly in Bakersfield. You literally <laughs> can slide into someone's DM, look at all of those pictures, and create some sort of communication so yeah. that you have this shared interest or you just want to follow them because you like what they're doing, and then it can lead to something. It is safe unless you plan to run for Senate, in which case... <laughs> Oh. Well, it's that Enema story is not going <laughs> to yeah. help you in your yeah. campaign. The only problem with the Instagram DMs, which is like works, yeah. the only I feel like when you're on an app looking for someone else who's on an app, there's an understanding of like intention. Exactly. Yes, Where you're I like, agree. Yeah. I'm not here to promote my shows or my business, uh -huh. and I don't need followers. Yep. I'm just like here. You're doing fine. Here's my leg and my face. Right, right. Do yeah. you like either? Yeah. <laughs> so it does. Suck, I, it, though, it also Instagram something. is a you know as you as you would get on any app. It's just a lot of. <laughs> People ignoring you, and that sure that, that gets yeah. that gets old. Too. It gets tiresome and lonely. Yeah. That being it's... said, I did meet my current girlfriend on Tinder. Oh, that's yeah, great. Same. So... I met Michael on on oh. Instagram. So I, well, how long a... how oh. long have you guys been together? Like two some years. That's huge. I don't know how long we've been together, but a long time. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. See, it works. Yeah, it does work. We're, it works. Yeah, Instagram Instagram can help us guys. Yeah, we're yes. coming up soon where there's going to be a generation of Tinder babies, which I can't oh wait for. Oh my god, you're right. right. Because oh I've seen Tinder weddings, which has happened. Right. And now they're oh, wow. eventually going to be like. I, mean, I remember the day when it was actually embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People would would never tell someone. Yeah. I think like our next door neighbor in the '90s met his future wife on quote online yeah and they were just like they were like never tell a soul mark will kill himself if you oh tell anyone God. i mean just yeah, like it was people like, like you date really with freaked the out. internet and right. now it's like a, you don't i yeah. have a friend in in missouri and you know she's she's in her like middle years she's a bit older but we're tight and she was i remember this was like maybe three years ago i was back in st louis and she was talking to me about this guy she had just met she's now married to him yeah. and she was just like oh, you're never gonna believe where i met him <laughs> Christian Mingle. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. And she was so like, she was expecting me to be shocked. And I was just like, I've been on Grinder for like sure, five yeah, years. Right. Yeah, I've been, no, this is not shocking yeah. to me, but she was so proud of it. Oh, and Christian all. Mingle, too. Who knew? Yeah. Cool. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Thank You're you, Rachel. You're so funny Rachel, and so delightful, so and we're glad to have you here. Yeah. Where can people follow you online? I'm at Rachel Safety and also. <laughs> Because uh, safety's sexy, honestly. <laughs> and I have a podcast called Two Dykes and a Mic. If you follow at T-W-O-D-Y-K-E-S and a mic and uh, our Instagram or whatever, we do touring all around. So so exciting. Follow Fantastic. us. Check out the podcast. Listen to it. Watch it. We love Thanks a queer so podcast. We love it. Thanks so much for having me Thanks, on. Thanks, Rachel. You guys are so the great. best. And another thing. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting for us to talk about... Uh, our Me Too moment, um, which is not to compare, uh, 
the significance of of our moments with with what maybe some of our listeners have experienced. But well, you can was, compare. I mean, it's not a bad yeah, thing yeah, to yeah, compare. Right. right. Hmm. Yeah, it's, but it's not Share a contest. Share your story. What you're saying is like, we, yes, we must believe all women, and just because we are three men, it's we don't want to like have our stories right. say that they trump. The experience exactly. of a woman in the United States, which is exactly. far worse far in worse. many ways. But the reason I wanted to talk about this was because uh, I had my experience, which is relatively tepid, but I, it was just one of these things where I had had friends. I had one one of my best friends in particular had this really shitty boss who did a lot of really inappropriate, said a lot of really inappropriate things, and I was that supportive friend where I was like, you know, fuck mm. that guy. It's this is awful, but I just didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it, and I, I dare I suggest, and I don't like saying this publicly, I might have even said early on, like, oh, it's not a big deal. So what? He said you're pretty or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was just such an interesting experience. The the literally the moment it happened to me for the first time, instantaneously, I'm like, I cannot believe how demeaning this is, yeah, and how belittling, and it hasn't happened to me since. But it was just. And it, it was this disturbing moment because I'm like, does it take this happening to you mm. to truly be able to fundamentally understand? I hope not, but that was my experience where I, I never. Well, why don't you exp- I was explain an ally. What it was. Yeah, so so I remember going to this meeting, uh, and I pitched uh, a couple shows to Logo, which is a garbage network uh, <laughs> yeah. that does gay content. The LGBTQ LGBTQ yeah. cable channel yeah. that has zero programming. <laughs> zero <Yeah>. programming, <laughs> but it was at a time I just fired my manager, and I was just kind of like at this place where I was like, I'm just kind of I'll do anything right now to kind of work pick things up, yeah. work. And the guy, one of the guys in the meeting. Uh, you know, they were like, "Oh, you know, these ideas are great, blah blah blah." But we're not, we won't, won't do anything like that, blah blah blah. So it's like, no worries. I left, and then that night, I got a le- an email from one of the guys in the meeting saying, "You know, I actually really liked one of your ideas. Let's get dinner and talk about it." And I remember thinking, like, dinner's a little strange to jump to instantaneously, but you know, this is a whining and dining industry, and I'll always take a free dinner. And uh, the free part was really what it was. Let's be real. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to refute that, Alan. Um, and then uh, we set we set plans. We made plans to meet. Uh, and I will never forget. It was at a bar down the street, bar restaurant down the street from me. I'll never forget watching him walk in. He was wearing a very slim fit black sweater mm. with a nice like necklace. And I was the moment I saw that I was like, "Oh, you motherfucker! This is all about you wanted to you wanted to have sex, just have sex or yeah. whatever." And so we sit down, we have dinner, we're shooting the shit. I feel his boot on my leg, <sighs> and I was like, uh, "You know, you're doing that thing where you're just like slinking as far as you can to like yeah, the yeah, edge yeah. of your seat." And and then <clears throat> finally he he confessed. He's like, "Hey, you know, I you know, I have to be honest. I was just doing this because I really wanted to just." I wanted to have a date with you. Yeah. And I I did lay into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you say? I just was I just told him it was like super shitty and really pathetic. Um it was also it's also might I also note if he'd worked for like HBO I would have been a little bit more patient. Yeah. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck my way to the top of logo. Um but <clears throat> and he <laughs> left. I, he, I made him pay for it and he left and I finished I did finish my meal. Good for you. Uh, you stood at, your at ground. The, yeah, and at the end of the day I never felt like 
I thought what he did was pathetic, but I didn't think it was. I guess in a weird way, maybe this is me being well, a man again. I didn't think it was insanely inappropriate. Well, you also have pathetic. the privilege and the um, ability to tell him off. Where yeah, I think in yeah. a lot of situations, women particularly don't have that option either because of right they need it financially for the job or it's like a promotion so thing or right. whatever. There's lots of exactly. reasons why absolutely. she can't do absolutely. that, and you can. And absolutely. that's where the male part comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. Well, the, yeah. the male part, of course, but also the the relate. I wasn't working for yeah, this guy. Yeah, you had did, nothing to lose. Any, if he was my boss, I cannot. I certainly would not have sh- actually embarrassed him in in public. Yeah, um, and it's interesting just to just to point out that Me Too is largely a, you know about women as as it should be. Right. But it is interesting to to realize when, as a man, you know, you do encounter. And particularly as a gay guy, you encounter these moments where it is interesting to ask yourself, you know, how not guilty should I feel, but how affected should I feel, especially yeah. in the light of women dealing with this at a level of an at an epidemic level. Totally. Right. Epidemic. And yeah, I I had uh, with my moment. I mean, I talked about it on the podcast a couple yeah, of I think weeks we talked ago about it pretty recently. Um, mm-hmm. Just the actual situation where I was in a situation sexually and the guy was wanting to take it farther than I wanted it to go. And my cat Fraser saved me, but he was very— That's right. That's but, right. But the guy was very aggressive. But that wasn't the—even though I do think that qualifies for the Me Too moment that you're 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 asking for here. What happened after is actually where I think I really most identified with the themes and what women go through within the Me Too movement. Um, so, like, me, writer, artist, I, like, write about— my life, and I share my life. Sure, you're and like Carrie Bradshaw. I am in a way. What can I say? I'm very talented. <laughs> and I, um, I wrote an essay. I didn't name him. I did describe the situation, but I didn't give any information away that identified him. And I was very clear. And I, in the essay, questioned. But the whole point of the essay was really me questioning. Like, I'm not taught to be aware of the signs of sexual assault as a male. Yeah, I'm never taught that. I've never been taught that in my life. And. And so I was never prepared for it, yeah. you know, and in that situation, I needed to be prepared for it. And I wasn't. Thank God for Frazier. And so I wrote an article kind of questioning, like, how ignorant I really am in this situation. And it was a really thoughtful article. Mm. I believe it was revised and it was very yeah. popular and people related and shared. And <laughs> yeah. I, I did a few radio shows about oh, it. Nice. And it was a moment, you know, and then this fucking piece of shit gay website dumbass piece probably had pink in the title it was asshole uh, yeah website wrote an article they called it an article but it really was an opinion piece and i believe the title was um did this guy get raped he's not sure and oh. it had a comment section where thousands quite literally thousands of people were commenting mm. on it it, because it became that became viral in itself of people questioning whether or not i was raped Mm. And wow. and going through this whole back and forth of I asked for it because I invited him in. And even though I had repeatedly said, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to do this. He mm-hmm. had gone further. But then people were like, no, no means no. So there were people on my side. People sure doesn't matter. And I get it. I'm a public person and I wrote something for the public to take and do what they sure. want with. But the audacity of using, a, I think, a very thoughtful piece and then turning it into a moment to publicly ridicule and shame someone for even being open about this experience is what a lot of women go through when they come out and say, this happened to me. They're not believed. They're not 
understood and they're meant to be shamed and ridiculed. Yeah. Even and if they are believed, sometimes they're not it's not even t it's not taken seriously. Yeah. It might be believed, but it's not considered real mm -hmm. or exactly. serious. And or... the headline of the quote unquote article was meant as a joke, essentially. Meant to shame. Yeah. It's like nothing about this was a joke. Yeah. It's pretty you crazy. Know? I, I haven't had anything as severe as I haven't even had anything that severe, but ultimately there was one time when I did very famous moment on our podcast. Not that, not that one. Oh, you're not gonna do that. No, one. not doing that. One. Uh, <laughs> All right. There was one time that I went on a date, and it was, uh, it was a date. It was at his house. We were gonna watch um, a movie or something. Oh, I remember this. And remember we'd this. met through a dating app. So ultimately, yeah, it was oh, gonna this. be a date. And the evening just progressed to the point where he was very high. I was not high. Yeah. And he was just very aggressive, physically aggressive with me in a way that I was surprised by myself by being quite passive and like yeah. letting you're unhinged. Him... No, no. <laughs> yeah, right. This wasn't this wasn't like really sexual. It yeah. was more like uh, um, intimate in a yeah. way that was just creepy to me. But I, I sort of kind of sat like a cold fish as he pet me and, you know, like rubbed on me and all this yeah. stuff. And I was surprised. And it really was the first time in my life also, Alan, like the idea of not being taught these signs mm -hmm. where I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I'm going to say I was taken advantage of, but this was deeply uncomfortable and I didn't have the capacity to say no and I had guilt about it. Comfortable yeah. saying it. I didn't have. Yeah. I didn't feel because comfortable you, saying no. You it's, weren't being blocked from. Like he wasn't forcing himself correct. on you, but you, because you don't have the language as a man, yes, felt like saying no yeah. somehow is not manly or not, not manly, a letdown. Not, yeah, exactly. Misleading. And I just waited till the movie was over and like, <clears throat> what movie was it? Yeah, uh, it was. It was it was, well, it was it was something with Emma Thompson. I bet it's interesting because sometimes you do when you hear this is pretty extreme, but you'll hear yeah. uh, men question women who claim uh, uh, men question women who have been raped um, or sexually assaulted, and they will they'll say, "Well, why didn't you bite his yeah. dick off?" The whole, or, oh, I hate it all. And it's just it's interesting. Or why didn't you go to the police? You can't right that I mean any number of demeaning Anything. things, but it's just like you don't. I, I I'm not making excuses for anyone, but you, you, you don't understand what it's like to be in a room with someone intimately who could fight you and yeah. win until you've been in that position. And for most straight men, I could say, probably that's been the case. They've also, never been in that. They've never been yeah. in that situation. But also, even in your situation, you you weren't uh, um, um, attacked. You weren't even like necessarily um you're taking advantage of but that's the thing like the feeling you don't know the feeling that you'll feel when that moment comes and hits right. yeah. and it left you breathless you couldn't believe what yeah. happened like and it really and it made you relate to your friend in a way that you couldn't have imagined until it happened all he needed to do in the situ in your situation brent was not accept the deal because i'm sure they were not meant <laughs> for logo <laughs> and and, oh, yeah, and right. say i'm sorry we're not going to go with this and then literally of course at, when you're saying goodbye after he's already turned you down professionally, Absolutely. say, hey, so like unprofessionally, non, not in a professional Completely sense, would you aside. like to get drinks yes. sometime or something? That would been, have been the way to do it, exactly. I think. Because 
You're not you're not leaving with a possible deal in the works. Right. Yeah, you don't you have know? to bring power into the dynamic. Yeah, you exactly. can you and can diffuse did. the exactly. power and then engage in a social way. There's a respectable way of doing yeah. it. Well, yeah, luckily, Logo is now what like a 24-hour network that just plays uh, <laughs> Who's the Boss reruns. I oh think. yeah, I've seen that recently. <laughs> Makes uh, no sense, but yeah. long live Logo. <laughs> What would would your your aunt aunt say? say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? I actually consider myself soft butch, too. (laughs) My aunt Joanne would say, get me a ticket to Lady Godiva. (laughs) Uh, How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, the mafia didn't like homosexuals. I mean, just look at Joe Pesci. He's cute. He could fit in your pocket. I always thought he was a homosexual. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Elliot Glazer. Starbands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.